0: Hello and welcome back to Jake's World, episode 58 of Jake's World, presented by the Nuance Magazine. I'm your host, Jake Sawinski, and today is Tuesday, February 23rd. Once again, I am back in the jackass circle. If you are a regular listener of this show, um, you would have realized that I did not put out an episode last week, and that is because I forgot my... Mac charger 200 miles away and I was not going to go buy a new one or worry about doing the podcast at all so my Mac was dead since Monday because I watched the Blackhawks on Monday streamed the game and said Mac was going to it's low battery, it's going to die soon went upstairs in my backpack to get my charger lo and behold it wasn't there So, yes, I am an idiot. That is not the only reason why I'm an idiot, but that is why I was an idiot last week. So, figured take the week off. I wasn't going to do a podcast on my phone or my work computer. I don't even know how I would do it on my work computer or my phone, and I'm too lazy to figure it out. So, you got a week of hearing. Oh, nice shot. Sorry, I got the Penguins capitals on. Ooh, Malkin got his fourth goal of the year. He's been really bad lately. Um, okay, this is going to be a distraction, but that's okay. I love hockey. We're going to be talking about a lot of hockey today. So, um, me missing a week. A lot of opportunities missed with um, some of the sports of Actually, you know what? I'm going to reverse that take. I think more happened in the last, three days this week than what I could have talked about last week. There were a few things. I have a few things written down that I'm going to get into, of course. This show's gonna... I've got, like, 10 talking points, really. Some of them are older and have already been talked about, so I apologize for that. <clears throat> but, um... <coughs> oh, excuse me. frog in my throat. Um, there, I mean, I'm not going to do the traditional, you know, 20 seg- twenty minutes on one seg- one or two segments and, you know, a couple tidbits here and there. It's going to be, you know, a few minutes on, you know, nine or ten different things. And, yeah, let's get into it. Um, This one's pretty recent, and it was this morning, it was devastating news, Tiger Woods was involved in a um, car accident this morning. Um, he was driving, I think like the Genesis Invitational car or like, I'm not sure if it's, you know, the course's car or the sponsor's car or however it worked. Like Tiger kind of hosted the tournament this year since he wasn't playing. Max Homa won it yesterday. I'm sure he, uh, partied a little bit this weekend with some of his friends. Right. But, um, It kind of was developing throughout the day. We found out about it at 1 o'clock Central Time. It happened uh, 7 a.m. in uh, California. Um, He's okay. I mean, I think he had to... At first, like, the Jaws of Life was involved. That's what they were reporting. I don't know if it still was. I thought maybe they changed that from what I've seen, and he just had to be removed from the car. not really sure... Um, it's kind of breaking still. So I guess I'll find out more along with everybody else. Um, he's got leg injuries. He didn't seem to be impaired, which was kind of everybody's concern. Like one, is he okay? Two, I mean, was he doing something he shouldn't have been And three? What's this mean for his golf career? I don't know. More remains to be seen. Um, It's kind of, yeah, like I said, it's breaking right now. And you just, you really hope he's okay above all else. And it seems like the injuries are non-life-threatening. So he, we'll see. I mean, everybody's rooting for big, you know, big cat, right? It's just, he's like the most remarkable story in sports. And it just seems like it's another dramatic chapter in his saga. And I guess we'll just kind of see what else develops because of that. Um just trying to go down the list here. This isn't gonna be in any particular order. I'm probably gonna be hopping around a lot this show, but um this one's a couple weeks ago. Um Baseball Hall of Fame. Baseball journalists are like the snobbiest old crotchety people in the sports media world, right? The NFL and the NBA and the NHL all have seemingly normal induction ceremonies, right? Every year, they have some guys on the ballot that, of course, should make it. I think they sped up Kobe Bryant's time for his eligibility. Normally, I think in the NBA, you have to wait four or five years, something like that. The NFL is the same thing. I think you got to wait a few years. Same thing with the NHL. Same thing with the MLB. <clears throat> it's kind of the same thing for all those sports, right? There's a grace period in which you have to wait until you're eligible to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. But the kicker is with MLB is you only have 10 years of eligibility on the ballot. And this year, they decided to not elect anybody to the Hall of Fame Um, I remember this was being talked about because Kurt Schilling think about what you want about him he's kind of a controversial figure Um, had a lot of postseason success being you know the bloody sock in the 2004 World Series with the Red Sox ending a what was it a 97 year drought I don't remember the exact number it was a long fucking time um, he was on the ballot. This was his ninth year, <clears throat> I think. I think it was his ninth year, and or this was his tenth year. Either way, he asked to be removed from the ballot. He's like a borderline Hall of Famer. He claims himself that he doesn't have the statistics to be a Hall of Famer, but he feels that it shouldn't be snivelly, snobby old sports writers with Hall of Fame votes deciding who gets to be in the Hall of Fame. And I think he has a legitimate gripe. A lot of these other sports, you have players in the sport who've played the sport, who throw their opinion and their weight into deciding who is eligible to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, It's not like that with baseball. His peers don't get to decide. It's some guy who covers the sport and who's been covering the sport for a very long time. They're very dated. Their opinions are very traditional. Their values are very traditional. And look at the talent that is sitting on the Hall of Fame card right now. Um, Kurt Schilling, I think, was the highest vote-getter who's been at like 65 to 68 percent, 69, nice percent. Um, You need to get 70 percent. To be voted in. Um, It's rare that you have anybody. With a unanimous. Election. Like Mariano Rivera. Is the best closer of all time. And uh, he wasn't even a unanimous selection. It's absurd. It's like they feel like I should have to wait. In order to get in the Hall of Fame. Which makes no sense to me. It's like you have Sandman. Who. You know. Pitched. What twenty seasons for the Yankees? Six hundred something saves, maybe even seven hundred. Like the best cutter in uh, league history, the guy threw like one pitch. He threw a cutter and got guys out all the time. It's absurd. And somebody was like, "Uh, no, there." Um, somebody else on this is more deserving. Like you don't elect anybody to the Hall of Fame anyway. It's like just give the guy a vote. You'd be high to think that he didn't deserve it on his first time. It's crazy. I mean, like, Greg Maddox was another one of those guys. Like, he was one vote shy. He was 99.9% of the vote. It's just stupid, right? But um, these guys only have 10 years in order to do so. And Kurt Schilling's on there. Barry Bonds is on there. Roger Clemens is on there. Um, Sammy Sosa. All those steroid guys are kind of being kept out of the Hall of Fame. Because of you know the way that these sports writers who are like in their sixties and seventies I think think the members of the Hall of Fame should be based on and I don't care what your reasoning is I don't care what you feel about steroids or their health effects Barry Bonds would have been a Hall of Famer had he not even taken steroids he was a regular forty forty guy forty home runs forty stolen bases before. He got caught up in the home run races and, you know, had the absurd season with 200-something walks. And his on-base percentage would have been the highest in the league had he struck out every time instead of getting walked. Things like that, right? He's like a walking, just insane, insane stat line. And it's just kind of like having played baseball my whole life pretty much and following it ever since I was a little kid, it just irritates me that. You know these some of these players are kind of being blackballed in the sense not that's the wrong word, but they're being kept off the ballot or not being inducted because some guys who've never played the game who cover it have some irrelevant opinion on it. So, I mean that's just kind of how I feel. So, whatever. Next one. This was a kind of a funny headline. Uh, the Lombardi Trophy. <laughs> um. I don't remember her name, it was like Silvers, she was the granddaughter of the silversmith who made the first Lombardi Trophy, got really ticked off and went on a Twitter rant about how um, she lost, she couldn't sleep for two nights after seeing what Tom Brady did with the Lombardi Trophy. First of all, who are you? Your grandpa didn't design the trophy. He made it. And honestly, that's the least intriguing trophy in sports and other major sports. The Stanley Cup is the best trophy in all of sports, bar none. Not close. The craftsmanship that goes into that one trophy every year is remarkable. Every year, they. Add the names of the winner to the Stanley Cup. It is constantly being redone. This trophy is huge. You should see the atrocities that Lord Stanley has gone through over the years. How many people have drank out of that cup? How many pool parties has that cup been to? How many dents are in that trophy that had to have been fixed? Because the guys go on benders with the trophies. And you're going to get offended and lose sleep over somebody tossing a trophy from a boat to another boat. The guy who threw it has seven of them. Like, it should be called a Tom Brady trophy, for one. I mean, it won't. It's tradition. Lombardi was, you know, Title Town, Packers, right? But Gronk dented the damn thing two or three years ago. He dropped it. You should see what these athletes do with these trophies and it's like just shut up you're a pigeon if nice like, the like the internet's not for her like she got roasted and it was super funny but yeah don't don't complain about the trophies yeah i'm just going in order here uh bobby schmurda's free saw his hat was going viral and daft punk broke up and i saw that tweet everywhere daft punk um we lost daft punk but we got Bobby Shmurda back, so I thought that was more funny than anything. I mean, Bobby Shmurda Bobby Shmurda, whatever. Um, We can stick with... I want to get to the hockey talk at the end because I've got some more points on that. Um, Fernando Tatis signed a 14-year, $310 million contract, and um, I saw some stuff on Twitter complaining about how um, he has to give up a lot of that contract to investors that sponsored him in the minor leagues. Um, That's kind of how it works. That's how it works in business. Um, Like look at Shark Tank. You pitch a product to investors who purchase a stake of your company and then when you make profits you have to give a certain percentage of that to your investors. That's how business works. It's the same thing with your contract in the minor leagues. They are investing in you. They see talent in you and they take care of you so you can make a livable wage and uh, no, I shouldn't say livable wage, but a better than league minimum for, you know, double A baseball wage and then you get drafted and you get your big contract and you have to pay back some of the people that helped you out in the beginning. That's how it works. It's how Taking a loan works. Everybody's familiar with that. That's how it works. I mean, it doesn't really matter if you like it or not, or you feel it should be different. There's a difference between what is and what should be, and that is the way it is. Not necessarily how it should be, but the way it is. So, for my thoughts on that, I mean, Tatis is a stud. I mean, this guy's going to be a face of baseball for a very long time. He's electric, he plays with passion. And I mean, he hit the home run or the two that grand slam on a 3-0 count. Hits a ball out of the park. Bath flips. You know, gets into gets the Rangers all pissed off and guys throwing at each other. And you know, he took some heat for that, even though it's like, don't throw him a cookie 3-0. I mean, the guy should always have a green light. He's one of the best headers in the game right now. It's crazy. So much money, and like I think he's like twenty three years old. I couldn't imagine like graduating college and signing up, being doing whatever and having access to nine figures. I mean, I think he's getting like um thirty six million a year. Is that good? Yeah, that's good. He lives in California. he plays in San Diego, so state taxes in California are absurdly high. But you get to live in San Diego that's a pretty nice trade if you ask me so that's cool. I mean it's like the Mahomes contract um, another big ticket It's cool I mean you're all for good players getting played because players getting paid because I mean the owners retain so much power and they have so much money and then I mean um, to be fair though. With this criticism on, like, the money he owes to some of his investors. Um, I think it was his name, uh, Kevin Matheson. I think he was the GM for the Mariners. He said something about um, toying around with, uh, um, like, el- not eligibility, but, uh, like, rookie status or player rights with their minor league players. Like, somehow they can manipulate, you know, the games played rule and they don't call up their young guns until... They can keep they can keep him on a rookie deal longer, and then they sign a bigger ticket a little later. I mean, Chris Bryant did the same thing with the Cubs. He, I remember in 2015, he played in September 2014, but they don't lose their rookie status when they play in September call ups and they expand the roster. But um, everybody was anticipating his debut in April 2015, and then he had to wait a little bit before he was able to. Uh, um, get called up. I think he came in like mid late April. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of an issue too. You don't want, you you don't want that to really be the conversation because that looks pretty bad on the outside and you especially don't want your GM talking about it. So he stepped down and if he didn't step down, the owner probably would have shit canned him anyways. But I don't know. It's kind of just, Maybe it should be different, but that's just, like I said, that's kind of the way it is. Um, next, we can say on baseball real quick. Um, Albert Pujols announced his retirement for the end of the 2021 season. Um, I mean, this guy is a, should be, but probably won't be, a first ballot Hall well, He'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he won't be unanimous Hall of Famer. Um, I mean, 600-plus home runs. Um, the recipient of probably one of the worst contracts in MLB history. Uh, The Angels signed him to a 10-year, $300 million contract in 2010 or 2011 when he was 30 or 31 years old. Um, And his power numbers have gone down pretty much every season since he signed that contract. But what do you expect when you sign a baseball player probably past his peak to a 10-year, $300 million deal? Um, The Angels have been paying for it ever since. You have the best player in baseball, Mike Trout, all around, not close, bar none, the best player in baseball on that team. And I. you can probably count on two fingers how many times the Angels have been to the playoffs since Mike Trout has been on the team. Um, they can't afford to pay anybody. And it's good that that contract is ending for the Angels. And it's probably good that Pujols is riding off into the sunset very much richer and at least he's being definitive about ending his career. That's one of the things I, I don't like watching athletes do is when they should retire and then they give you those few bad years after they should have retired past their usefulness or any bit of reliability. I don't like seeing guys suck. Like Brett Favre's is a perfect example of that. Um, he retires from the Packers. He unretires, he plays another season, he retires again, he signs with the Jets, he retires, he signs with the Vikings, he gets hurt, and then, I mean, they went to the NFC Championship game his first year in Minnesota, and then the next year he played, he was bad, it's like, I just wish guys would retire, right? And, I mean, Tom Brady has that written all over him if, I mean, his body finally catches up to the prep, I mean, Father Time's undefeated. You can't catch Father Time; it's inevitable, or you can't outrun Father Time; it's inevitable. Um, I just don't like seeing those guys that keep playing after they shouldn't. It kind of like it almost dil- dilutes their the memory that you have of them at their peak. It's like Michael Jordan playing with the Wizards; those two, those season and a half, two years. Where he like wasn't that good. Because I mean he's f- like 40. Right. That uh, You hate seeing that. And I feel like some of those high profile guys continue to keep playing. Keep playing after they really shouldn't. Like Eli Manning is a perfect example of that. Um, he didn't delay it too long though. I mean. He was never the most talented guy. I mean his peak was pretty damn good. He beat. Patriots twice in the Super Bowl the undefeated Patriots the second time I think it was either the first or the second time I don't remember which one was which not important though um, I mean football is the real obvious one that you see guys like play way past their prime and they're just not good anymore like you know even Peyton Manning had a little bit they won the Super Bowl he kind of walked away when he should have but like he was less than impressive I mean, the first season with the Broncos, he was really damn good. He had like 50 touchdowns. And then the next year, he was just, eh, and then he he walked away like he should have. Football's the one because it's such a physical game. It's just, I don't like seeing that. And I'm glad Pujols is at least being definitive about his terms of retirement and leaving, for now at least. So, I guess we'll see how this last season wraps up. I mean, he's playing 162 games. He'll probably hit 15 home runs, and bat 200. But that's just kind of how it is when you're 40 and you're tired and you've been playing for 20 seasons and you've been really damn good the whole time. Um, Oklahoma tight end. Uh, what the hell is this guy's name? I gotta look it up real quick. I didn't write it down. Um, so I think it, it's not Spencer. I always I keep thinking Spencer Rattler, but that's the quarterback. Um. Oklahoma Tight End. Um, Can't use the abbreviation. Oklahoma Tight End. Um, This guy's a tool from what I saw. Um, Not Austin Stogner. Is that it? No, that's a PFF grade. Um, Oklahoma football player. Suffer serious injury, eye injury in bar fight. Oklahoma. Oh, it is Spencer. I just. I'm thinking Rat. No. Is that Rattler, the guy from. Oh, yeah, that's the quarterback. Um, Oklahoma wide receiver Spencer Jones was seriously injured in a following an altercation in a local bar fight. Um, that was a tough scene because it looked like he picked the fight and. It kind of goes to show sometimes how, like, in college anyways, the athletes always get a little bit of preferential treatment, um, especially at, like, a Division One school because they make the university a shit ton of money, right? And um, video was tough, right? It seemed like they were in a college bar bathroom, and uh, it looked like him and, I don't know if it was a teammate or a buddy of his or whatever the case was, they were kind of picking, like, they were in this guy's face, like, these, these two brothers, they, like, we're picking a fight with this guy, and I think something had already happened, because, um, the one guy who cleaned his clock, had like a bloody nose or something, or had some blood on his face, and then he just wipes it on him, and just sucks, this guy's beating the piss out of him, just shit pumping him, right, and then, some other guy comes in, and then just tackles his buddy, and just dumps his head off the wall, just like, oh man, it was Tough video I mean I, if you haven't seen it by now You're not on the internet very much Because it kind of was everywhere yesterday You felt really bad for him getting hurt But like don't pick fights with people I have two takeaways from this Two takeaways that everyone should have One College bars are gross College bar bathrooms Are even more gross You pee on the floor There's piss everywhere There's people puking in there Like I remember Um Last year, we went to one of the college bars for Super Bowl party. It's, like, it's a weird kind of setup in Madison where, um, during the, like, the prime party nights in college, it's a college bar, but it's a sports bar every other time, and a lot of the bars are like that, um. The owners throw a Super Bowl party, and uh, one of my buddies' girlfriends works at the bar, so we got squares, and we went to the game. And this was at, like, you know, these aren't college kids. These are, like, you know, postgrads and younger professionals and the regular patrons at the Super Bowl party. And I go to the bathroom at, like, halftime before the show starts, and there's the sink is clogged with puke. Like, these bars are gross. Like, you don't want to find yourself in a fight in a college bar bathroom. They're disgusting. And you don't want to find your face on the floor of said bathroom either. That's even more gross. That's the first point. And the second point, don't pick fights with anybody. Especially now. Because, like, look at MMA and how popular, like, the UFC is. You don't know what these guys do. And they're, you know, their workout regiments or... Um any self-defense things they do, like martial arts is really popular. like people go to the Taekwondo studio or the jiu Jitsu studio or whatever you whatever art you practice. And you you don't even tell either. Like most of the time the guys who do these big martial arts aren't these big bodybuilder looking type guys. They're just regular looking dudes and all of a sudden you say something or you do something and all of a sudden you're getting your ass beat. Like, just don't pick fights with people. And especially you as a high-profile person, like, everybody knows who you are, especially if you're in um, Stillwater and, you know, you're kind of the, you're not the big man on campus, but you are teammates with the big man on campus and you kind of act like it. And then you're being an asshole, someone's going to. And be like fuck you dude And then this is exactly what happened So I mean you hope he's okay You don't want to see anybody get seriously hurt like that But It's hard to feel bad Especially when I watch the video And it was really funny too Because the news kind of reported it as like a tragedy And it was absolutely his doing And his friend's doing So I mean like I said I hope he's okay But don't fucking pick fights with people like that Um, Cam Newton had a pretty Cam Newton went viral over the weekend Um, He was working Or he was at some High school football camp and then There was some video Of like one of the Campers I guess or one of the kids at the Camp kind of Bagging him for his play and Oh yeah Cam Newton uh, You're going to be unemployed next year and he kind of Got into it with the kid like I gave him I gave him credit for not You know flying off the cuff and Saying something he shouldn't. Or doing something he shouldn't have. Cause um. (coughs) Excuse me. Um. Kids piss me off. Especially kids are cruel too. And then they say shit they don't mean. And he handled it pretty well. But then uh, the kid issued an apology. Which is the notes app apology. It's always so funny. It's like god you have no shame. If you have to resort to. Tweeting a picture. Or posting a picture of an Apology. In the notes app. yeah, Tough look. But good for Cam. I mean Cam's 31 years old. Um, he did not have a good season. And I guess we'll see what direction New England goes. I can't imagine he stays with New England. But I mean I'm sure there are plenty of teams that would be happy. Happy. Happy to have Cam Newton. And look at all the free agent stuff going on in the NFL right now too. Um, you've got. J.J. Watt's on the move. He finally was like, Houston, let's just, this isn't working. I'm going to go, I'm going to move on. And they were, it was a mutual thing. Steelers, Bills, Packers, Tampa. Who knows where J.J. Watt's going to end up. You think, you know, he might want to play with uh, his brother in Pittsburgh. You think he might want to go home to Green Bay. Think he might want to ring chase, join Tampa Bay. He had some back and forth with Buffalo well, Bills social media on Twitter. You don't know. It's gonna be pretty crazy with this free agency in the NFL this season. And then you got Deshaun Watson. Where's he gonna land? Um Carson Wentz got traded to the Colts. Um could he go to the Jets? He I think he said he wanted to go to either the Jets. Um there were three teams he – I'm just thinking this off the top of my head. I didn't even have this written down. I just got to talking about NFL, and I kind of – I remembered. Um, Deshaun Watson teams. I know for a fact he said New York was a team that he would play for. Um, news four teams that should pursue – oh, no, no, no. Um, Deshaun Watson trade request. I know for a fact he mentioned the Jets, which... Oh, I think the Giants were on there, too. So, I mean, he wants to go to a bigger market. That's very clear. Why you'd want to play for the Jets, I don't know. I mean, maybe without Adam Gase, it'd be a totally different story there. But I'm not really sure. Oh, that's a... That's an article from a few weeks ago. Um, three teams that appear to be pushing hard for Deshaun Watson. If this would load... Um, I think the Bears were in pursuit of him for. I thought it was um the Dolphins, the Jets or the Giants. Those were the three teams he mentioned. I could be wrong. I just can't get that stupid article to load from two days ago, but um, like I guess we'll just see where everybody ends up. So I mean, it's what it is. Um, last thing I want to talk. Two more things. It's all hockey related. Um. So one of my favorite stories in sports. Um, it was 41 years ago, yesterday, um, that the U.S. men's hockey team upset the Soviet Union basketball, or basketball, restart. 41 years ago on Monday, the U.S. national hockey team upset the Soviet hockey team in The Winter Olympics, 1980, in upstate New York. That was so cool. The Miracle on Ice. It's one of my favorite stories. I love the movie. Kurt Russell plays the coach. It's a Disney movie, so it's a little PG for my liking. But it's an awesome movie. Um, And just a great story, too, right? You have all these... Um, young hockey players on the U.S. team—they're all amateurs, right? And then you've got the hard-nosed, seasoned professional Soviet machine, and they play in a pr- exhibition or a preliminary game, and they get waxed like nine to one, and then they end up winning in the—I think the semifinal against the Soviet Union in the Olympics, and you know the coach is like great more great moments are born from great opportunities and we could you know this we could play this team 10 times and you'd lose 9 of them but not tonight tonight's your moment it's just it's a it's a super super cool story it's a super cool sports movie and i love hockey too and if you haven't seen miracle go watch miracle it's so good and then um the last thing I'm going to wrap up the show with is um, this pretty bizarre story from the NHL that started developing yesterday morning, afternoon. Artemi Panarin, the bread man, former Chicago Blackhawk, former Columbus Blue Jacket, now playing in the Mecca, playing at the Garden, New York Rangers. Um, KHL Implant, he's from Russia. Played in the Super League Or the KHL Used to be the Russian Super League His family in Russia Chicago Blackhawks draft him And he wins a cup or two And rest is history right Well the thing is With Russia You have to be very careful Because Vladimir Putin Is an extremely powerful person He's the President or Prime Minister of Russia Whatever you want to call him and he does not take very kindly to people criticizing him. There are a lot of Russian players who are from Russia. Or the former East Bloc. And they don't say very much about Vladimir Putin. They don't talk about the politics. Artemi Panarin is not one of them. He's very outspoken and very critical of Putin. Um, there was a hit piece... Is what they're saying. There's a piece from one of his former KHL coaches. I think Andre Nazarov, I think his name is. That claims that um, Panarin um, was in a nightclub in Russia. And beat the crap out of this 18 year old girl 10 years ago. He claimed this happened in 2011. Panarin adamantly denies it, the team denies it, his old teammates in the KHL deny it. There's inconsistencies in the story, like what happened, who this girl was. She never came forward. Um, Now, I'm not trying to say that domestic abuse in any capacity shouldn't be investigated, because it should be. But this is a very strange situation, a very frightening situation, too, because... This isn't out of the norm for Putin and his dissidents, if you will. He does not take lightly to any criticism about his leadership. You could and would not be wrong if you said rule, because he rules like a first world dictator. Even though he's so, he's he wins sovereign elections, I believe. I don't think he's for life. Last time I checked. But um, this has hit piece written all over it. This is used to slander someone who's critical of him, and it happens quite often. Um, the KHL coach is very pro-Putin. There are players in the NHL who are buddy buddy, or I shouldn't say buddy, buddy, but they praise Vladimir Putin, whether it's because they actually like him or they just don't want any bad public or publicity, excuse me, coming from the Kremlin. And Alex Ovechkin is one of them. He doesn't say anything but good things about Putin. Now, do I really think he likes him? No. Or likes him? Not really. It's hard to like a brutal president. Does whatever he wants. You know, medals in the world's affair for political influence and power. But I don't blame him because he doesn't want his... American career being derailed. He will go down probably as the best goal scorer of all time. Panarin's taking a leave of absence from the team. Probably because he's in fear for his family who still lives in Russia. I don't know. It just seems like a very weird situation and I would be willing to believe that this entire story is fabricated just to make things difficult for the bread man don't you think the victim would come out don't you think all parts of the story would line up there's inconsistencies in the story i saw some thread on twitter that's like listed out all of them and said like his teammates deny any of these allegations his old teammates in the khl deny them um The current... There's like a thing with money in there. And like the type of currency they were using at the time. Was totally wrong. I think... I don't know if it was in Russia. But he played in a Russian league. So I don't know if it was somewhere else. Maybe it was like a euros to rubles thing. Or some other um, Baltic or Slavic country's currency. Like that was inconsistent. Like this story just has... Me shaking my head And it has a lot of other people in the hockey world Being like this doesn't look right So I mean good luck to him Hopefully he doesn't do anything Too brash So hopefully this you know Just kind settles of Settles down And that we get the right answers I mean it's You want to know the truth of course I mean if he did do something That he shouldn't have of course He should face the consequences He can't just beat up people Especially women if you're a man, um, but yeah, I don't know. It, this is just a very bizarre situation, and I mean, just hopefully he's careful. So, um, if today's show was a bit sporadic, I apologize. I mean, there were a lot of things to talk about, and I'm sure I missed a lot of things that I should have been talking about. But um, sometimes that's the way it goes, and it's my world. I talk about what I want, right? Um, and that's that'll do it. So. Um, I'm seeing the download numbers, um, let's keep climbing, right, I mean, getting some residuals, which is good and expected, because, you know, you have more things out there, more episodes out there, more episodes to listen to, if you joined the ship late, or you jumped on the ship late, check out the old ones, give me some feedback, tell other people, rate and review, if you guys listen to the show, please rate and review the show, It's good for the algorithms on Apple, Spotify, however you listen to it. But rate and review on Apple. Pods, please, 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 please leave a review. If you like the show, leave five stars in a review. I'd love the feedback. And, yeah, that's going to do it. So, have a good week, guys, and talk to you next time. Peace.